Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope you guys are having an amazing day and that you're feeling loved and cared for and appreciated. This week for me has really been amazing so far. I've been super busy this week, and I have so many deadlines to meet. It's insane. But on the bright side of things, I am busy. And I'm doing what I love to do, which is podcasting, music, songs, all of that stuff. Um, I'm starting to do some fun things and some amazing things with the podcast. So I'm grateful and happy to be so busy. Now this week, I'm also working on starting another podcast and it's scheduled to launch in April. Actually, like next Friday, April 2nd. And so I have a lot of things to do. I um, came up with this podcast um, about a year ago. The name of the podcast is called Finding God. And I came up with the podcast idea because I realized that so many people who felt like they couldn't talk to God, so many people felt like God was not accessible to them. And I wanted to let people know that God is accessible to you and you can talk to him. And I know I've said this on the podcast many times, like you don't have to believe in God to pray to him. You don't have to believe in him to talk to him. It just requires you talking to God. And so I've said that many times and I see that many people think that you have to go to church, you have to have a religion or even be religious to talk to God, and that's not the case. So this podcast is letting people know, but what I want to accomplish with the podcast is to let people know that you can talk to God. He loves you regardless of what you think you've done, who you are. He just loves you. And just like God will answer my prayers, he'll answer your prayers. Just like he takes care of me, he takes care of you. And so this podcast is one of those things where I want people to realize how simple it is to have a relationship with God and not worry about religion, not worry about church. So this has been something that I've been thinking about doing for a while because that is pretty much how I feel. And I know that is what people need to understand about God is that you don't have to have a religion, or even go to church to have a relationship with him. So that is what this podcast is talking about. Now with this podcast, it's kind of different because I do interviews like every single week. So I have been doing interviews since October of last year, and I finally have enough issue, enough interviews for like the first four months. So I've been working on that, editing, editing all of the um, interviews, and coming up with music, and getting a theme song, you know, like all the things you have to do. Then you have to like register the podcast and distribute the podcast. It's a lot to do. So I've been working on doing all of that this week. In addition to that, I've also been working on some other things. So I have literally had a lot to do. And my kids came back from spring break this week. And so they're doing virtual school. So there's a lot going on, but I'm excited. I'm happy because of the fact that I'm doing things that I want to do. So that's what's going on with me. And I have to say that I feel great doing this. I know I'm always trying to encourage you guys to do what you want to do. And I'm, I still am. Like, whatever it is that you want to do. I remember in 2016, when I first thought I wanted to do a podcast. Um, no, it was like late 2015 when I thought about it. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to do a podcast. Because I started listening to them. And... I told you how the first podcast was like a flop, did not work out, even the name didn't work out, and then I started this one, and this one I've been doing for almost, I think, three years, going through, um, well, 
three years, I think, in this, in March will be three years. So, I've been doing this podcast for three years. And it has come a long way. I've been doing a lot of things. Or it was almost four years. I think I started this podcast in 2018. March of 2018. So, it's been four years since I've been doing this podcast. So, I've been doing a lot of things with the podcast. And it just started for me in 2015, coming up with an idea of, hey, maybe I should do a podcast, and then from there, it evolved, and it's funny, because what I'm talking about now is not what I started off talking about, so it evolved, but what I want to tell you is this, and I'm starting another one, but here's the message, no matter what you guys want to do, it's not too late to do it, I don't care if you're in your 60s or 50s or if you're young and people told you you shouldn't try things, listen, if there is something you absolutely want to do, something that you want to finish, a goal that you have, a dream that you have, I'm just going to tell you, go for it. Now, let me just be real. There are times you probably will fail, and I won't even call it failing. It just seems like it's not going to work out or it may not be successful. But that doesn't mean that your idea is bad. It doesn't mean that you should not try again and that you can't continue to pursue a dream that you have. Because... There are some people, but they're like one in a million, who do something the first time and it absolutely works out. Most of us, ordinary, original people, have to do things more than once. So I remember the first episode of the podcast was a failure. I couldn't even figure out how to record it. So then I did it again. And then the sound wasn't good. It was so many things that went wrong. Even when it comes to me trying to learn how to mix and master songs, which is something I'm working on. The first one was the first time I ever mixed or mastered anything. It was terrible. Like, it was horrible. Then it got better each time. Now, I am not a professional, so I will not charge people to mix and master their songs. But I'm better, and I can do it enough where I can do it for the show, and I can do different things for editing. So, whatever you do, you may not do it good the first time. But the great thing about life is that the more you do it, the better you get at it. And that's why I even say with relationships, the more you work on them, the better you get at them. So, if there is something you want to do, go do it right now. Just start. And you can sit down and tell somebody about it, which is a good way to start. You can write down a plan of action, which is another good way to start. But just start. That is the number one step. The hardest thing for so many people to do is start. And so it's important for you to actually start. I am thankful that I started the podcast. I'm thankful that when the first podcast I did did not work out, I started another one. I'm excited that I'm going to be starting another podcast. And the whole thing is, like, it's so many things. You just have to start, and you never know where you can go and what you can do unless you start. So my encouragement to you today is to start and see where it takes you. Now, if you guys have anything you'd like to talk about on the podcast, you know this is not just my show. It's yours, too. So you can go to Facebook. You can leave me a message there. You can go to Instagram. You can DM me there. Or you can join our group. Yes, you know I was going to tell you about it. You can join our Facebook group. And then you can tell me there. So you have three ways to contact me, three ways to tell me what you want to talk about on the show. And I promise you, if you tell me something you want to discuss on the show, I will do the research. I will make your idea a whole show idea and a whole show topic. So go ahead. Let me know what you want to talk about. I can't wait to hear from you.
Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about how to know when you should end your relationship or your marriage. Now, I know that on the podcast, I'm always such an optimist about marriage. And it is my belief that marriage is something that you must continuously work on. And I also believe that no matter how bad your relationship is, that it can be saved and it can be salvaged if you and your spouse want to save the marriage. I do think that sometimes we give up on marriage too quickly instead of trying to work through the hard times in your relationship and that marriage is about continual work. Notice I didn't just say work, like continual work, continual growth, continual self-assessment, and continual change. It is a forever commitment and not just something you decide to do for a little while and then when things get hard, give up or do something else that's less challenging. Marriage is about being committed to love being committed to forgiveness, being committed to do what you need to do to make things better in the relationship while still taking time out for yourself to grow, learn, and discover who you are. Marriage is all about evolving. And this and more is all wrapped up in one single relationship. Now, there are many reasons that couples decide that they want to get a divorce. And those reasons could be infidelity. Those reasons could be financial, lack of communication, inability to forgive, and the list goes on and on. But Even with all of these issues, marriages can be worked on and saved. So even though one of these issues might be a reason for a divorce for one couple, another couple may be able to survive that particular issue. It just depends on the couple, the amount of work they're willing to put into the marriage, and it has a lot to do with the determination that the marriage is worth saving. All of this plays a huge role in whether or not the marriage will survive and thrive or if the marriage will end. So... How and when do you know when enough is enough and when it's time to end your marriage? So, when should you stop trying to save a relationship? Now, these are some hard questions. They're difficult. And to be honest, I can't tell you exactly your time, but it just mostly depends on when you, what you consider to be a deal breaker. So, all of us go into relationships with deal breakers or things that the person can do in the marriage that would end it and you would not try because that was the deal breaker. You can't move past that. All of us have things that we're willing to do, and all of us have things that we can forgive. So it just depends on what your deal breaker is for you and what you're willing to forgive in a relationship. There is, however, one thing that I'm going to say can happen in a relationship that will let you know that enough is enough. There's one thing that should be considered a deal breaker for all relationships. The thing that I'm talking about is abuse in your relationship. Abuse is never okay, and the person being abused should not stay with the abuser in an attempt to work on the relationship. Most of us know about physical abuse, and we know about verbal abuse, but those are only two types of abuse. Did you know there are five types of abuse that takes place in a relationship? Yeah, five. I didn't know about all five. I just knew about two. The same way I'm telling you about, like the physical abuse, verbal abuse, but there's five of them. So here are the five types of abuse. You do have physical abuse, which we know about. There's verbal abuse, when we know about. Did you know that control was a form of abuse? Emotional manipulation? And sexual abuse. Now, I think it's important for us to understand the different types of abuse. Because so many of us, when we think about abuse in a relationship, only think about domestic violence. And so we fail to recognize the signs of other types of abuse that could be taking place in our relationship. There are many people out there working hard to try to save their marriages or relationships and not even realize they're in an abusive relationship because they're not experiencing physical violence. Now, at a time when they should be saying that enough is enough 
and end the relationship, they are totally committed to an abusive relationship and they don't even know it. This is why it's important to understand all forms of abuse so that you will be aware if the relationship is worth saving or if you are in an abusive relationship. And if you find out that you are in an abusive relationship, you should definitely let that relationship go. I would never encourage anyone to stay in a relationship at the expense of your mental health or your self-esteem. So let's talk a little bit about the characteristics of each type of abuse. I'm going to start off with abuse you don't really hear about a lot. So we're going to stop talk about control. There are many types of physical abuse that does not leave any type of bruises. Um, control is one of them. Any attempt to control a spouse's behavior, friends, finances, or activities is often the first sign of an abusive situation and may be a precursor to violence. Abusers tend to isolate their victims and chip away at their self-esteem until he or she becomes the only person in the victim's world. And notice, I said he or she, because let's just be real, abuse does not just happen to women, it happens to men as well. However, again, when it comes to men being abused, it is underreported because they are not going to report it because they're afraid of what people are going to say, there's a stigma around it. So abuse with men and males are completely underreported so i'm just gonna let guys know you could also be in an abusive situation abusers tend to isolate their victims and chip away at their self-esteem which i said until he or she becomes the only person in the victim's world control may be attempted by using threats anger or excessive criticism emotional manipulation this is another form of psychological abuse and is the use of guilt criticism anger or other manipulation to degrade the victim. The purpose may simply be to hurt him or her, or to force compliance. Your spouse may play mind games. They'll attack your vulnerabilities, threaten to leave or withhold affection or approval as punishment. Heated infidelity also falls under emotional abusive relationships. Verbal abuse. That is consistent demeaning, insulting, humiliating comments in public or in private that are incredibly damaging forms of verbal abuse. This includes telling hurtful jokes about the about you, despite your discomfort, and requests to stop, name-calling, swearing, insults, questioning your sanity, or ridiculing your opinion or your desires. Sexual abuse. Now, until recently, most people didn't think that sexual abuse occurred in a marriage because they're like, you're married, you know, he or she can get sex whenever they want to, even if you say no. I remember being a kid and hearing about people on TV and women would say things like, you know, my husband raped me. And I remember, like, my aunts and some other people, they'd be like, how is that possible? Like, y'all are married. But you know what? It is possible because even in a marriage situation, if your spouse says they do not want to have sex or then, you know, they don't feel up to it that day or whenever, you cannot take it from them because that is rape and that's sexual abuse. And so until recently, people were not aware that this even occurred within a marriage and it was not even considered rape. Married victims of sexual abuse still face considerable stigma when, when they're coming forward with their sexual abusive relationship. Now, sexual abuse includes unwanted sex. It includes withholding sex. It includes forced engagement in any sexual activity that frightens or hurts the victim. And this refers to, oh, and also refusing to practice safe sex practices or prevention from using birth control or making decisions about pregnancy and abortions. The, all of these are a form of sexual abuse. 
The next thing we're going to talk about is physical abuse. Now, if your partner has done anything to intentionally hurt you, it's critical that you remove yourself and your children from him or her immediately. In addition to beatings and chokings, pinning you down, spitting on you, abandoning you in difficult and dangerous situations, driving at high speed or toying with dangerous situations to intimidate you, refusing to help you or withholding aid when you are sick, injured, or pregnant is also a sign of physical abuse. So if you are in any of these types of relationships, then I would advise you to let the relationship go because this is not a safe environment or a healthy situation for you or your children to be in. Leaving an abusive relationship is always easier said than done. And I know when I was younger, you nice to hear about women getting beat up and I would say, why don't they just leave? And you know, we have that. I'll admit, I said, why don't they just leave? I couldn't understand why you would stay in this situation when you were being abused. But there's so much that goes into this. No one talks about the psychological and emotional damage that has been done by the years or months of abuse. That can tear people down. And when that has happened, it's harder to leave. Many women find themselves in a situation where they may not have a place to go. Maybe they're not on good terms with their family and they have no help. They have no support system. They don't have money. Maybe the abuser has taken them away from safety to a different state and they're living away from family. And like I said earlier, abusers try to control people. And so they've controlled them and have them isolate them from all their friends and family and people who could help them. They really have nowhere to go. So it's easier to say, well, you know, they should leave, but that may not always be something they can do at that moment because it may not be an uh, option or they it may not be something that they feel is an option at that time. Another thing that could stop people from leaving is that they may not have help. Now, I know we say there are a lot of programs out there, but I'm just going to tell you, I have worked with the state for many years and we think we, are, we all think that there's a lot of programs out there, there's a lot of resources, but I'm just going to be out honest and say, sometimes the resources that we think are available are not always available. Those resources, depending on the state and where you go, may not always be there. So that may not always be something that they can do. And so that is why it's easier to say that um, maybe they should leave, but there are just many things to consider that they may not be able to leave. Another reason they may not leave is that they may not recognize the abuse and think that it's a problem that they can work on or think they can go to counseling to help fix the situation because they don't realize they're in an abusive relationship. Maybe the person being abused may not have a place to live, like I said, if they left the abuser. And they could be fearful about the future and things in general and not feel like they're able to take care of themselves or their kids if they left the abuser. So there are many reasons why people do not leave abusive relationships. So since leaving an abusive relationship is hard, here are some things that you can begin to do now if you need to leave an abusive relationship. The first thing that you need to do is make the decision. The first step is to recognize the abuse. So that is why I gave you guys all the, the five types of abuse and relationships and what the characteristics are because if you are in an abusive relationship, the first step of getting out is to make the decision and recognize that you are in an abusive relationship. Now you could be suffering from mental, physical, emotional, sexual, or financial abuse in your relationship. This is when you must take that decision to leave your partner without letting them have any clue. 
your partner might beg and promise you that they'll become a better person but most of the time they are quick to return to their abusive behavior once you've forgiven them so just please stick to your decision once you make a decision to leave it's important when you're making this decision to get all of your important documents once you've decided on how to get out of the abusive relationship you must take all the necessary steps gather pictures audio video recordings as concrete evidence of your abuse keep a hidden journal of all the violent incidents noting date time and place visit the doctor in case of any severe injuries because medical documentation will prove to be further evidence the proof will come in handy against the abuser in court when in custody of your kids or providing residence and protection after you leave your partner have an escape plan always keep a backup plan in case you need to leave in a life-threatening situation so practice your escape plan so you know exactly what to do keep an escape bag handy at all times which has all the essential items including emergency cash clothing toiletries keys id cards security cards etc also memorize the phone numbers of trusted contacts so you can inform them of the situation immediately hide the stuff maybe at a friend's house or in a place where you know your partner cannot find it be financially dependent since you're going to leave your partner at any time make sure that you gather enough cash so that you will be able to leave while you're waiting while you're doing this acquire job skills or take courses that you may have a source of income in case you leave and if, if the abuser controls your finances just try to save whatever amount you can stash it in your escape bag and try to leave being financially independent will make life easier for you However, if you are not able to do this, I don't want you to stay in a relationship saying, I'm waiting to get financially independent before I need to leave. No, sometimes you may just need to leave. But, and here's the thing, you know how it's talking about, you're talking about how you can save money and be financially independent. But sometimes if that is not an option for you, there are many other ways that you can leave. You just have to be resourceful. Maybe you have a friend who can let you stay with them for a while. Maybe somebody can loan you some money until you get a job and get back on your feet. There are many ways to be resourceful. So if you're unable to save because your husband, partner, or abuser controls the finances, do what you have to do to get the money that you need to get. And you can still leave that way. Safeguard your privacy. It's highly probable that your abuser suspects that you want to leave. This is why he's gonna, he or she will take all measures possible to keep an eye on you and your activities. To keep your conversations private, what you can do is purchase another cell phone and keep it hidden at all times. Change your passwords and always clear your web history. Check your smartphone settings because your partner may have set up apps to read your messages or record your phone calls. And never let anyone invade into your personal space. Now, I had a friend who this actually happened to. Her um, husband put trackers on a lot of her devices so that he could know what she was doing and where she was trying to go when she was trying to leave. So make sure you take precautions, guard your privacy, make sure the abuser does not know what your steps are because they probably have an idea that you may be trying to leave, but you need to make sure that you guard your privacy so that they don't have a clue when or if you're actually trying to leave them. Alert your close family and friends. So it's important to inform your family members and trusted friends who can provide you with constant support against the abusive behavior of your partner. Share every incident with them so that they can be witnesses for the abuse you face. Moreover, they can also provide you shelter and financial support. It'll just make you realize that you will always have someone who cares for you. 
And please make sure you get counseling. Being in an abusive relationship can leave you feeling emotionally drained. So this is why you must undergo proper counseling to learn how to get out of the of this emotionally abusive relationship. Now your therapist will be able to assist you in fighting anxiety and depression. Counseling will provide necessary guidance for acquiring separation and contact the domestic violence helpline to learn about how to get out of an abusive relationship. Now once you leave, you may need protection. So what you can do is keep yourself safe from the abuser as it is important after you've left the relationship, especially now that you've left. So keep the abuser away from you, block them on social media, change, I would even say, go as far as to maybe get a different social media account, different name, whatever. Change your housing address and switch schools for your children. It is advisable to also get a restraining order. Life may be hard in the start, but you will learn to move on. So the first taste of this air of freedom will satisfy you thoroughly. Live your life beautifully and become the person that you deserve to be. So this is what you can do if you are in an abusive relationship. Now, if you know someone who's in an abusive relationship and they want to leave, this is what you can do to help get them out of that relationship. Now, it's not always going to be easy because I've known people who were abused and I would tell them, you have to leave. I'll help this, that, or the other. But they didn't leave because of the reasons that I mentioned. So if you know someone who is in an abusive relationship and they want to get out, here's how you can help them get out. Give them financial support and emotional support so that they can trust you in an emergency. Such people tend to become more sensitive, so don't force them to share details. Give them space, but counsel them to leave the abusive relationship and let them know that you are there for them. And that's the key. We have to let people know that we are there for them. We can't force people to do what we want them to do, even if it is in their best interest. It's not going to work. All we can do is be there for them and let them know that we care. Keep in contact with them to make sure that they're safe and that they're okay. And let them know that if they ever need anything, you are there to help them with whatever they're going through. Always remember, abuse is not okay, it's never okay, and that you did nothing, absolutely nothing to make this happen. Nor do you deserve this type of treatment. You're very strong. And today is the day for you to say that enough is enough if you're in an abusive relationship. Today is the day for you to take the necessary steps to leave that relationship. So if you're in an abusive relationship, I would encourage you, strongly encourage you to get out. Now, in the show notes today, I do have um, the phone number to the domestic violence hotline. So if anyone needs to call or if you know someone who's in an abusive relationship and they need to get in contact with someone to figure out how to leave, the number to the um, National Domestic Violence hotline is there and listen even if it's not domestic violence any type of abuse you can call for that okay so make sure you do that if you are in an abusive relationship and if you need to get out of an abusive relationship or if you know someone who's in an abusive relationship now the song that we're going to listen to today is called walk away and the song is about a woman who is in an abusive relationship and is being encouraged to leave here is the song walk away He hits you almost every day You're so afraid of what he'll say You try your best to make him smile But your efforts are not enough There's always something you did wrong Left the light on or you forgot to call 
He tears down your self-esteem Till you forgot you were a queen I would like to thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I really enjoyed my time with you today, and it was awesome to spend this time talking to you. I also would like to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. So could you please do me a favor and go share this podcast with them? And while you're sharing the podcast, if you do not follow us on Spotify, go ahead, follow us on Spotify. Now, all of this is going to be in the show notes, so you're not even going to have to look for it. All you have to do is click on the link, and you will be able to follow us on Spotify. And you can also share this episode with a friend, all in one little click of a button. So go ahead and make sure you do that. I also want to remind you guys to please join our Facebook group because it's amazing. But it's not the same because we don't have you there. So come on over, join us on our Music and Therapy Facebook group. And there you can talk to me, we can chat, you can connect with me there so that's the place to be so join us and join me on the music and therapy facebook group and i also have that in the show notes too so just click on it and you will be there and just join okay so go ahead and do that as well and if there's anything that you want to talk to me about there are many ways to contact me and i have it in our show notes it's under the section saying join me on social media so those are all the ways you can join me those are all the ways you can 
you can connect with me, contact me. It just takes a DM on Instagram. It just takes a message on Facebook. And I am there. Okay? So these are just ways you can connect with me. Guys, it is amazing talking to you. I think I told you everything that I wanted to tell you today. But if there's anything you want to tell me, just let me know by either sending me a message or by sending me a DM on Instagram. All right. That's all for me today. I think that's all I have to talk to you about. Yeah, that's all. So I will talk to you guys later. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the weather. Hopefully it's amazing where you are. And I will talk to you again next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Cheated on